Philip, it's great to see you. Yeah, um, me too. It's been, um, it's funny how time flies because uh, the Gotan project formed in 1999. Yeah, exactly. January which, 1999. It's not that far. It's only 11 years. It feels like you've been going for longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's kind of whole, it's a whole life for me, I think. And whole life in tango, I mean. Mm. Before you were doing the Gotan project, yeah. you were writing music and doing mm-hmm. adverts, all that kind of thing, right? Or yeah, I was, uh, first I was music supervisor for films for a long time. I started in 89 to be a music supervisor. And after I started to, to bring my own music to the films, you know, because I was doing already house music and what we call now electric music. And I started to compose for films, commercials, also documentaries and things like that. And and I was also doing my different project different, with Christophe also, with the boys from Brazil, other stuff like that on different names. And, and I created my label in 95, Evasta.
uh, what was the scene like in Paris then? Kind of put us in that because you were living there, and I remember yeah. I used to go there sometimes, and there was Radio Nova that was quite yeah. influential at that time. Sure. Um, how was it, and what were your influences? What was making you make house music and new world oh, music? You know, it was not from from my influence. Uh, how I started to like to love house music in the late eighties when I came to London, mm. because in Paris it was absolutely. Uh, a desert, you know, no man's land. There is nobody almost. Uh, there was Laurent Garnier, uh, Tom and Jerry Boutier, and few other people. People from, uh, you know, some guys were still on the, on, on the scene. Sometimes. But there was, you know, the first rave <laughs> we did were 80 people in uh, 89, I think. 90, 89, I think. And uh, the only place where you could listen house music in Paris was the, the gay clubs like Luna, La Luna, or the other place. So it was, Laurent Garnier was playing there. So. But after, yeah, I did my own project, which never been released, called Bass Academy, because I had a problem with the guys, I was doing that. And, um, but after, I think the big, the big change came, uh, because I remember when I started my label, I was bringing my vinyls in different shops in Paris and in London. And at the beginning, you know, I came to, to London with my records as a Frenchy, you know, French guy. Uh, the, I was not really considered. I, they was like, oh uh, no, okay, yeah, okay, give me that, give me that, but no, no real interest or curiosity about that. And after, when there's some other people like Air, like um, Daft Punk, of course, and all the people that we called uh, after they called uh, the French Touch, totally changed. When I came up after bringing my vinyls in the shops in London, they were like, oh, you're French? Oh, great. Okay, give me that. You know, it was it changed totally the the, recep the, the reception of uh, our music too. Yeah, it's incredible actually because there was a time when anything that wasn't American or British was just regarded as just second second rate. Yeah. And then that whole thing changed. I think music became much less sort of fascist in terms of people's opinion of it, and were much you know people are much more open. And in a way, when you mm -hmm. started doing the Gotan project, mm -hmm. mixing Argentinian tango yeah. with uh, electronic beats and sounds. That was probably. Were people ready for that? Was it a little bit strange no, for you? No, you were ready for that. I don't think <laughs> people after. Yes, they were ready. But at the beginning, to tell you the truth, when we we bring, I bring to 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 London my uh, the first track of the project, and to you know just to, to make listen to some friends and people were really, you know, they were saying, oh, interesting, and. Um, and uh, I try even to send you the copy, but I think you bought a copy uh, in a shop in somewhere in London, I think. And and you started to play, and it's uh, and it's for us. It's how it started. To tell you the truth, it's how it started because I remember very well when somebody told me that you were playing Capitalismo for Daniel. I said, "Wow!" And after I heard that on in my apartment, I was like jumping. <laughs>
story because this is definitely a project which has gone on and on you're currently touring the latest mm-hmm. album and there's a remix project around this album and i mean you said to me when you go on tour now it's 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 not for two months it's for two years for two years yeah every tour it's the third tour that we're doing it's always two years yeah because it's uh, we go all over the world really except the only continent we've never been it's in africa but the rest it's everywhere so i remember the first tour you did i went to play with you on a few shows yeah. and i remember the first show was in florence yeah. and uh and that was already quite amazing to see this great album and great concepts transfer onto a live stage and italy was obviously very big for the music and france picked it up very quickly what other countries how did it work for you how did you how did your success expand where did it start and where did it how did it get did it how did it go down well in argentina how long did it take before the argentinians got it uh pretty fast you know i was surprised because before the the release of the album i remember i've been with eduardo um my partner in the, in the band and he's argentinian and we go we've been there in two in the year 2000 you know and so twice was one year before the release of the album la Vancha del tango and so i bring my vinyls there to give to some dj in buenos aires but I was surprised that all the DJ there, they knew already the Gotan Project and I was very surprised also to hear Gotan Project already played by the Tango TV and radio, the Tango radios, you know, like uh, background music sometime or, you know, they were, so I was really surprised that they knew it already. But uh, after I had to find the right, the right record company, record label, it was pretty hard to find that. And, and and now it's pretty, it's really big. It's uh, platinum records there. It's uh, and and we, which is very also really rewarding for us. It's to be considered like the pioneers of a new movement of music in Argentina, like what they call tango electronico.
fueron los puñales y después vino la orilla y toda la amargura de un malevaje que se estaba yendo entre un golpe de baraja y alguna muerte casual que uno había prometido. Llegaron todas las broncas inmigrantes y trajeron la historia y la leyenda. Derramaron el idioma por la calle y de a poco se fueron adueñando del lenguaje. Y después se fueron los boliches. El estaño se apagó como las velas. El vino empezó a tomarse con apuro y alguien dijo amor en una esquina del centro y se olvidaron del tango y el compadre. Entonces, entonces la ciudad se fue poblando de vacíos. Ya nadie conversaba como antes. El ruido del Mateo se quedó en Palermo y llegó rumor de muerte para el barrio. Ahora nadie se acuerda, pero dicen que Buenos Aires tiene el bandoneón anclado, una guitarra milonga por Pompeya y un hambre proletario apuñalado. For me, I think when I first heard the Go Time project, I already had in my 
soul a real love for tango i didn't really realize it but i went to see astor piazzola in montreux jazz festival like when you. I, yeah when i was like <laughs> i must have been 15 or wow. real young when he played there and uh, and i remember that really struck me at the time and i'd never mm. really heard anything else i remember i quite liked the kind of projects that kip hanrahan was doing when yeah. he was working with world music and mixing different rhythms and cuba and just stuff i didn't know what it was it was just interesting collage of, of musical ideas so when i heard your stuff which was combining the the real romance and sensitivity of tango beautifully played but with this great production that was very much in what i was doing post trip hop post sort of acid jazz hip hop that whole thing but some people didn't do that production very well and so it just got lost and it wasn't in of any interest to me but when i heard your stuff it was really well produced and it was just a and great great artwork and and very well presented so you know i think it was for me it was never a question that it wasn't going to grow and when i saw the live show it was just uh it was confirmation of that and it also feels like you were making this music just before there was this more greater interest in crossing different boundaries musical boundaries i mean of course since that you've had this whole kind of balkan thing and you know there's the cumbia stuff which we'll go on to but just before we we go on to sort of things that have inspired you since um where was your love affair with tango where did that first start it started with Sastor Piazzolla for sure yeah and when i was 18 the the parents of my girlfriend they had two albums of Sastor Piazzolla and i I listened to their record collection, of course, and there was this two album. I was really blown away by that. It's like, wow. But I, you know what? It's funny because even if on the record, one, one the other album was called Pulsation, and the other was called Histoire du Tango, History of Tango. So, you know, tango history. So it was written on the, on the sleeve that it was Tango, but for me, I was not really, I was interested in Piazzolla music more than in Tango. And there was a place, a great venue in Paris in the 80s called... Uh, Les Trottoirs de Buenos Aires, which was a really great place where like all the Argentinian musicians were playing. So I, I would, I've been there a few times there. But it's true that, like you said, the Kipan Rahan recording with Astor Piazzolla were really was very important for me in the 80s, you know, and for Christophe also, my other partner in the Ingotan project. So uh, I think our, our, our connection with Tango was for Christophe and me was Astor Piazzolla. But after, when I started, I met Eduardo Macao, the tango, Argentinian tango guitarist, you know, guitar player living in Paris. It was even not through Astor Piazzolla that we started to, the, 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 the catalyzer of our project was the folkloric percussionist called Domingo Cura. It's when I heard for the first time this album called Percussion, which based only on percussion, this track is like a 15 minute track, only percussion, and I was like, uh, it. I think now I can analyze that. That in my mind, I made the connection between the urban, urban tango of Astor Piazzolla that I knew, that and I loved, the tribal percussion from Domingo Cua, mostly African, you know, and the electronic music that we were doing since uh, 15 years, you know, and in. This is this came in, maybe in my mind you know, like that without thinking you know intuitively I think it's, um, it's it came together and and maybe without knowing by 
adding the percussion of like this kind of percussion like Domingo Kwa, so very folkloric, very African. We bring back tango to its roots, to its African roots, because tango is, uh, was created by the black, like the African community in Argentina. So we can imagine that tango in the 19th century was much more percussive than it was after in the 20th century. Contagious. 
delicious Here we are now Entertain us I'm a lado An albino A mosquito My libido A denial A denial You know, it's became very organically and very without thinking. Now I can analyze that and talk about that with <laughs> in a smart way. But I tell you the truth, it was just very like an experience. Like we didn't knew what, what, how it will sound first. And to tell you the truth, it didn't sound so well at the beginning when we started to produce the first track, which was a piazzola track, Vuelvuelsur. Uh, it didn't work so well. The, the, there was really tango on one side, electronic on the other, the beats on the other side didn't match together. And with Christophe, after we were almost uh, stopping, you know, the, this experience, and we, and we start to have fun with the delays and dub effects on the percussions and the bandoneon, and that is how it sounds great. You know, say, wow, this is cool you know, to put like delays on the bandoneon and delays on the percussion, like to dub our tracks, it became, ah, this is great. And so we, we, we produced this first track like that. You know, almost at the end, without almost, we were just leaving the thing. And after we did another track with the alternative takes from, because there were so many great tracks, uh, tracks and recorded with the, the bandoneon player, Nini Flores, fantastic genius of the bandoneon. There were so many good tracks and we said, okay, let's do a dub mix of that. And it became El, El Capitalismo Foraneo. You know, with, uh, with uh, the, the voice of uh, Che Guevara, the most famous Argentinian icon, you know, saying, uh, we want peace, queremos paz. And became a vinyl, like a 10-inch vinyl, and I wanted to print only 500 copies. And the guy working my label, uh, Arno, remember him? He said, no, let's do 1,000. Say, come on, you're crazy. How? We'll, we'll never sell 1,000 copies. So I said, maybe in two years. Okay, well, let's do it, 1,000. And, and so <laughs> and one week after, they were sold, it, sold out. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Vas a las muchachas Agigantando tu sombra Ay, cucaracha Por una maldita bota Tu gótica geometría Quedó totalmente rota Continua essa não responder E o telefone cá 
nada a ver chamando mais É sempre assim, não consigo ligação, meu bem Diferente, não se importa com meu site Alô, 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 alô E responde Se gostas mesmo de me de verdade Alô, alô, e responde E responde com toda sinceridade Alô, 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 alô Fechando o nosso programa do dia 15 de março de 1954, gostaríamos aqui de deixar um abraço bem apertado para os nossos ouvintes e telespectadores. E também deixamos aqui uma homenagem à nossa querida Estação Primeira de Mangueira. Uma boa tarde. Quem foi que disse que lá vendo na mangueira? First album was La Revancha del Tango, then you came out with Lunatico, and then earlier on this year, Tango 3.0. And so now the tour is about to really kick in. I mean, you've done some shows already. You did a big show in London at the Brixton Academy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, where are you at in the tour at the moment, and what's the plan for the next year? So we just came back from uh, like a Pan American tour, which we started with Canada, going to North America, and after in Brazil. And we're going to go soon in Scandinavia. And after, we go in Australia for a tour in, um, in December. We're going to play two nights at the Sydney Opera, three nights in Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, Perth, like that, you know. And after, we maybe we're going to make a stop for, for a few weeks. And after, we go like somewhere in Europe and in Asia. We're going to tour in Asia, in Japan, in Seoul, in... Kuala Lumpur, Singapore. <laughs> and every time you do a show, it's quite a big production, right? I mean, you yeah. can't just do a show and mm -hmm. just turn up with your accordions and a few computers. Oh, no. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah, right? we are seven on stage, you know. There is a real tango uh, orchestra, quintet, you know. It's like with the singer, there is the bandoneon, you know, it's like the accordion, uh, guitar, uh, piano, violin and trumpets now because we bring horns on the new album. And uh, Christophe and me, we're doing more of the all the electronics and Christophe is doing more keyboards and me more guitars and bass and live but it's also like a, uh, a real live show with very important visual so there is a visual aspect which is pretty important for us so like uh, you know we work with uh, uh, 
Priscilla Joy, she's a video artist and she worked with us since 10 years now. And it's really, we try to bring the audience in a kind of trip, you know, visual and musical, you know, something quite uh, intimate. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Every time I've seen the show, it's been phenomenal. I mean, you know, incredible. There's a remix album as well, which is coming out. Or is it just a remix EP? No, there is a yeah. We we did like mostly like a, a, it's a bonus CD that we with a, it's a kind of mixtape with yeah. all the remix that we have. 
and some bonus tracks. You know, yeah. it's going to be released uh, just for Christmas. And, uh, and, and next year, it's going to be the 10 years of the release of the, the album, La Rebacha del Tango. So there will be, uh, you know, we can talk about that because it's, um, uh, there is, uh, for me, the, the really fresh sound from Buenos Aires is, uh, is the Nueva Cumbia. So it's um, the most interesting sound I've heard since a long time, particularly coming from South America. Of course, the baile funk was crazy and fantastic, you know, but I have to say that I'm very uh, passionate and in love with this new sound from, from, from Buenos Aires, mostly, but it's not only from Argentina. There is people who are producing this music in Mexico, in Colombia, of course, because it's based on the Colombian music, the cumbia. But which was very interesting. It's there is a, the new electronic scene is doing, you know, take like we took the tango, they, they take the, the cumbia and they made something very personal and very, very sincere, very electronic, very creative and very inspired, of course. And um, it's called Nueva Cumbia or Cumbia Digital, but I think say Nueva Cumbia. And there is a lot of fantastic producers like Elijo de la Cumbia, which is one of the guys who started the, the sound, or Chancha, El Remolon, Tremor, all those guys are really great. And they are really, they're complex, you know, they are doing, it's a big change, it's, um, they don't try, like in the past, you know, the Argentinian, they were trying to copy the English house music or the American house music, so, And it was not interesting. Even I have to say, you know, I have to say that the electronic tango was coming after us. I was a bit disappointed by that. I, I didn't hear so many great things, you know. Unfortunately, I would prefer that to have more inspired uh, facts. You, you did it too well. That's <laughs> no, I don't know. It's maybe they were. I don't know. I don't know. They, it was, and I think for for me, the people, and even I talk with some guys of doing Nueva Cumbia, and they say. Because of Gotham Project, they thought they thought they, they maybe they decomplex them to to do uh, something very personal, and they had the same approach that we had, not trying to do the same thing at all, doing something very different, but in the same way, is doing real electronic music and real folkloric music in the same time. So, for me, the Nueva Cumbia is really the most interesting thing I heard since a long time, and wow. uh, yeah. Thank you. 
tease it out. Um, no more UK shows for a while then. There's, there's, no, no, no. Now, no, now you're gone. Yeah. Um, well, good luck, man. And listen, there's not many leaders. I'm very lucky because I get the chance to speak to people. I was with um, with Mark Pritchard and, and, and Steve Spacer earlier on, and, and you now. And and I was with Peter Kruder the other day from Kruder and at the end of the day, you are all leaders in your fields, and you're the ones who created the formula for what you do. You didn't copy, you created it, so respect and keep uh, it going. Thank you very much, and thanks for bringing us there. Merci. Merci. <laughs>